Welcome to the student section, episode six. We are really winding down in this college basketball season. I'm Tom Scabelli. Across from me is James Decker. We're also joined by Dan Diorio in his usual role as half producer, half on-air host. And on the phone, we have Matt Murphy, who's home. He's too good for us. He decided to travel with the men's basketball team. Matt, how are you doing? No, I'm not too good for you guys. We just got to keep it interesting and have one of us on the phone. We had James a couple weeks ago. It always makes it uh, interesting if the connection gets messed up at all at any point. So you're you're no quit hooker, though, Matt. I try. You know, I try. He's, he's going for a conference championship. I'm just trying to do my best every day, you know. How does it feel to be the worst guest in student section <laughs> history? Wow, Dan coming in hot. I mean, we should just talk about the games before you start coming out my throat. <laughs> hey, right it's away. payback for last week. You disagreed with a lot of my takes, so. Wait, Matt, I heard voices before. Is this our first show in front of a live audience? We do have a one-person studio audience Oh, today. my God, this is huge. Probably the, the biggest Villanova fan in the country, Liz Klotzbach, sitting behind me. So, a lot of Nova Nation talk. Go M- Cats. Maybe we can get her take on a couple things later on in the show. <laughs> can you hold signs in front of her that's like applaud, laugh, like awe, so she knows how yeah, to react? She might, she might have too big of a, of a contract to come on the show as a guest today. Gotcha. All right, well, let's start off talking about some of the past stuff that's been happening this week. Hasn't really been a whole lot, no, no really marquee games this week. One thing that did happen, though, is Northwestern beat Michigan 67-65 at the buzzer. They had a long full-court pass and then laid it in, likely going to their first tournament ever. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah, one of the best plays I think we've seen all year in college basketball. Full quarter, full length of the court pass, right on the money for a layup, and that pretty much sealed the deal for Northwestern getting into the tournament. Tough loss for Michigan, but I think they're still in solid shape. But, I mean, guys, I just have to say, we started this idea in November, maybe in late October. We're in March, first March show of the student section. I'm fired up. I'm kind of sad. We, we've only got, I don't know, five, well, five but six. But a lot of action-packed shows left. We're going to have to stuff in a lot of information. Yeah, this is when we're really going to get our audience going. Yeah, this is like the jalapeno <laughs> poppers, like a nice app for like what's yeah. com- becoming a big meal. We might have up. to go to uh, two episodes a week or, or you know, start putting them out more. I yeah. agree. We're going to have to figure that out during spring break. Tom, were you the one saying Northwestern, if they get in the tournament, is is it you want them in because they're an easy team to eliminate in the first round? Yeah. I totally agree with exactly. that. Exactly. I think they're, they're – I mean, they're Northwestern. Like, let's not get carried away. They have had a nice little Cinderella story this year, but I don't think there's a lot of talent on that team. I, I think they're an easy first-round uh, team to pick against. That's why I want them in. They'll probably be like a an eight know, or eight, nine, nine honestly, ten, yeah. something like that. Uh, I, in Lunardi's latest bracket, which we'll get to later, we'll do our starting five and then bracketology as well as preview some of the big games of the weekend and talk some conference tourney. But in Lunardi's upcoming bracket, it's Lunardi, has... Lunardi, not Lunardi. Joe Lunardi. Sorry, I just <laughs> <laughs> lunar eclipse. <laughs> Oh, st- Lenardi. I, I like Lenardi. Right. Uh, it's it's V Tech eight Northwestern nine. I don't really like either of those teams, but but yeah, I mean I agree with. I think Northwestern should probably get it at this point. I think they will, and I'm glad, like you said, because that's an easy first round pick. One and zero on our way to a perfect bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I right. just I think it's hard to believe that that's Northwestern's first tournament appearance. That's crazy to me. They're they're an academic school. I don't, they don't care about. But not even sports. one That's year true. they couldn't find a way. You know it's, maybe, it's really hard to believe. Maybe Fordham can use that excuse. We're an academic school. <laughs> exactly. All right. Then the other thing I think we got to talk about is we'll stick with the Big Ten. I know this is going to hurt Decker a little bit, but Wisconsin has been one of the stories of college basketball recently, and not for good reason. They've lost three straight. They've lost five of their last six. It's just 
a few weeks ago we were talking about them as Final Four contenders. Decker, I know you said they were your favorite to win it all, and now all of a sudden they just look like a completely different team. Do you think it's just a blip on the radar before they turn it on in March, or is this really worrisome? I think it really is worrisome. They they went really went from the Final Four contender to almost a bubble team. If there's a little more time in the season, they had a couple yeah. more losses, they would actually be a bubble team at this point. That was a tough loss. Literally in that second half, it looked like they kind of turned things around. They had they were down, I think, seven going into the half, and they stormed, and they were up by nine at one point in the second half. I was like, all right, here they come. This is kind of the, the time where they figured things out, and then they just couldn't get a rebound when they needed to. And Iowa, Iowa has had a nice little second half to the year. If they didn't have such a horrible non-conference schedule. It's like the opposite have, of last year for them. Yeah, they would have, <laughs> pretty much. They would have a better shot at uh, making a run. But, yeah, Wisconsin, they just can't score. I mean, it was finished with 57 points last night. The teams were just doubling. Ethan Hat, Nigel Hayes was a, almost a favorite to win the Big Ten Player of the Year, which is incredibly hard to believe because Caleb Swanigan is in the Big Ten. Nigel Hayes is at such a disappointing year. He does yeah. not look good shooting the ball. He's still good at driving and getting some contact in the lane, but he can't hit foul shots very well. Wisconsin shot horribly, horribly from the foul. I think they're 5 of 14 from the line last night, so they can't win, especially in the NCAA, in the NCAA tournament doing that but Dan Diorio has an interesting take on things where if teams doesn't do well they have to face some adversity and I'm I hope he's right but I just kind of don't see it with with, Con with Wisconsin and I'm very high on them because my own fan bias yeah you know what <clears throat> excuse me I said that with Virginia last week or I think maybe the week before and I'm starting yeah times are we gonna go over this L let week? me let me clarify <laughs> let me speak my mind I'm kind of saying now Virginia I don't really see that as the case anymore because you know, they've struggled recently. I'm kind of less on them. But Wisconsin, you got to remember, these Bronson Koenig and Nigel Hayes were in the national championship their freshman year. Like, to me, that that is huge. That's huge experience. And come tournament time, they could be a, a real threat. And look at what happened with Syracuse and Gonzaga last year. They were both ranked very uh, high seeds and both dangerous teams. So I think if Wisconsin continues to struggle, they might find themselves in, you know, a favorable matchup I mean, obviously, you always want to be a higher seed, but we'll see how it works out with their seeding. I think they could be dangerous, all depending on who they're matched up against. I think the biggest concern with Wisconsin also is that, I mean, you mentioned that Hayes and Koenig were in the national championship. That was with Bo Ryan, and I'm, I think Greg Gard is still doing a, a nice job as head coach, but as soon as teams have figured out how good Ethan Happ is, he really hasn't had an answer. And a part of that, I think a big part of it is guys aren't making outside shots the way that I think they should because teams are doubling half. There should be open looks. And Wisconsin is getting some decent looks for the most part. But I think there has to be some kind of offensive adjustment made. And I think that's the big thing I'm looking for in the Big Ten tournament and then the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Wisconsin, though, is that while they are struggling, I think they still do have a lot of ingredients that we like in a March Madness team. You have a veteran guard in Bronson Koenig. You have a star in Ethan Happ. Some good role players with guys like Hayes, uh, Showalter. And they play good defense, 14th in Kempom defensive efficiency. So and, and they rebound pretty well, too, both offensively and defensively. So I think that you know there are still reasons to like Wisconsin, especially with all the tournament experience that they have. But I would like to see them maybe show some some signs of life in the Big Ten tournament. I think just you guys, a game. Did did you guys see that they, uh, with a loss to Iowa, that tied the single-season record for most consecutive defeats by a ranked team against an unranked team? So that's definitely concerning. But I think Wisconsin, unlike any other team in the country, is the team that most people are going to be looking at in their conference tournament just to get an idea of how they're going to do in the NCAA tournament. But like Tom said earlier, we all had them in Final Fours at various points of this podcast. And 
I definitely don't feel comfortable sending them that far. Maybe if they put together a good run in the Big Ten tournament, I'll think about possible Sweet 16, but I don't see them going further than that. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it'll be interesting. I still think, like, I mean, we all like them. We're going to be pulling for Wisconsin, but like I said, we'll have to see how they play in the Big Ten tournament. And speaking of conference tournaments, they've been starting. We had our first, none of the big ones yet of the major conferences, but you've got a lot of mid-major conferences starting. Last night had one of probably the first, you know, big upset now of March. UNC Asheville fell to Campbell, 81-79. UNC Asheville was 23-8. and Campbell was 15-16. and I think UNC were like 15 or 16-point favorites. And Chris Clemens, guard for Campbell, dropped 51 points on 18 of 32 shooting, 8 of 14 from beyond the arc. That was That's what March is all about. I completely agree. I think the, one of my favorite parts of March is watching these conference tournaments. And it's tough because you see these teams like UNC Asheville or like I'm thinking like an Illinois State that's playing right now. They need to win this. They like have yeah. a great regular season. All the pressure's on them. I love watching these teams with absolutely nothing to lose. They, weren't, they didn't have a good regular season, and they just come in and they just play aggressively because they know they're trying to beat a team that has a chance at an NCAA tournament. But they're also trying to make it them, themselves, obviously, and Campbell's one of those teams. And, yeah, 51 points. That's going to be one of those conference tournaments. I think it's probably going to be the best offensive performance we see in the conference tournaments. Did yeah. you guys know I'm a big uh, Campbell Fighting Camels fan? I used to pick them <laughs> since all when? the time. Since uh, NCAA basketball video game 2010 <laughs> with Blake Griffin on the cover in his Oklahoma jersey. So they used to have – you could do uh, like a coach mode or like the equivalent of GM mode for college. And I would always – it gave you a list of teams that wanted to hire you so you couldn't pick every team in the country. And I would always coach Campbell. And I don't think I ever finished the season, but we probably would have – won the Big South if I continued playing. Just want to get that out there. Yeah, riveting stuff there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to well, say- watch, watch out. Watch out for Gardner-Webb in, in the Big South because they're on the bottom of that bracket, and they've never <laughs> been to the NCAA tournament either. So they've got to go through number one Winthrop. But I think a Gardner-Webb-Campbell Big South title game on ESPN would be something else. I was just going to say, like, I, I love the idea of conference tournaments as an automatic bid. A lot of times... Uh, college basketball fans don't, you know, they want that changed because their team might not get in. But this is the beauty of it. We see these teams that, you know, you never heard of, you never see on national TV come in, make a uh, run in their conference tournament, and end up in the tournament. I think that's great for the game. I, I can't believe that people want that uh, removed. What you, what's your guys' take on that? What do you mean want it removed? Want what removed? They want the automatic conference tournament champion, like the automatic bid, removed yeah I mean, so there's more at large i i kind of just i kind of feel i mean i think that if you win your conference uh you should you know get one of the 32 automatic bids but i think it's tough where like in some of these lower conferences a team could go i don't know 26 and 5 or whatever and have a dominant season and then they lose one game say it's in the conference finals to some scrub team who's like 15 and 16 and then that team will get in over them i think that's where it's problematic and i'm not saying that you should send both in but I feel bad for that team that dominated their conference all season long. Right. And if if the goal is to send a team, the best team from these mid-major conferences, I think the conference tournament, as exciting as it is, does sort of dilute that a little. But I think that we like love the conference tournament. I think there's it's yeah, almost yeah. It's, un, it's, it's almost exciting, unwatchable that if they know that this right. team's not gonna like look at North Carolina A and T. I mean, I know the game <laughs> I don't think wasn't televised. Did you guys see that they had no conference wins? And they beat the best team in the MEAC last night in the conference tournament. They had no conference wins in the no, first one. 
that's not even the MEAC tournament yet. So it's not even – we still have that in store. That starts in a couple of days. Wow. Regular I, I, I pride myself on being a, the biggest MEAC guy, and I, I <laughs> See, messed up that fact. This I'm is done. the beauty of conference tournaments. It's like a preview to March Madness. Before it starts, you get this little tournaments, these little tournaments. But just to be clear, North Carolina A&T is 349 out of 351 D1 teams, according to Ken Palm. So we're all about the underdogs here on the student <laughs> section. Let's go, North Carolina A&T. <laughs> all right, let's look at some of the major conference tournaments and who you guys got in them. Start with the A-10. We'll start right here from Fordham. I know we were saying earlier about how, you know, it seems like there's always kind of a sleeper team that gets there. I think personally Dayton's too good. I, I think Dayton wins it. I mean, my, my mind is saying Dayton or BCU, but I, I feel like something ran, someone random is going to take it. I think – I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Davidson wins the win the eight ten wins the eight ten tournament. Star it's, it's Gibbs Aldridge. and Aldridge. Like the thing, the like reason Richmond I say too. that is that they can compete with pretty much everyone. They lost at home overtime to Dayton. They beat VCU at home. They lost to Rhode Island, I think, also, but they still have been close games. And my my only reasoning is basically that the eight ten always seems to have some random team, and they definitely have the offensive firepower to at least win a couple of games. Yeah, right now, uh, Lenardi has two A ten teams making the tournament, but. I could see that number going to three. As we saw last year, St. Joe's wasn't really in discussion to win the A-10 tournament. They kind of came out of nowhere. I know they had NBA player DeAndre Bembry on their team, but I think we could see the same thing this year with kind of an underdog team winning it. So I could yeah, see... Yeah, I, I like Richmond this year. Yeah, I was going to say I'm... I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I like them. I'm high on Richmond or uh, George Mason. George we Mason. should really calculate all our picks and see how many hit. Right now we yeah. have <laughs> Davidson, Richmond, Richmond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to take Richmond. TJ Klein, I think he's a he's a lock for A-10 player of the year at this point. All right, what about in the Big East? I, I think, I don't know, call it a gut feeling. I think I don't think Villanova's going to do it, and I almost think it's better if they don't, if you got to win your conference tournament and then go on and win your second straight national championship. I think that's a little tough to do. Uh, I think Marquette could take it. I think they're, they're, they have a, a really good offense, and I, I don't know. something. The Big East isn't that strong outside of Villanova. I, I think Marquette is a sleeper team. I definitely agree that Marquette's a sleeper team. I have no idea which direction to go with the Big East. Uh, Butler has had not many much success at all in the Big East tournament. I think they've lost in the first their first game in the past two seasons. Uh, I I don't also don't sleep on St. John's in the Ooh. in the Big East tournament. They've also, come a long they've way. Looked so, they've the looked court. so good at Madison Square Garden all season long. I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to win it. I can't think of a team that's going to win. I'm just going to say Butler just because I'm well, <laughs> I'm just going to say Butler wins. But a lot of teams can win that, and St. John's is one of them. Seton Hall is also one of them. You got to look at what happened last year with the Big East. Seton Hall made a run and won it. This year, I don't know. I think Villanova. I'm high on Villanova. I think they're a Final Four team. We'll get to that later. But George or uh, Butler has been Villanova's kryptonite so far this season. And they, there's always that saying: you can't beat the same team three times in a season. So should they match up again in the Big East tournament? I think I'm going with Nova. But I do agree with James. St. John's is kind of a sleeper. I'm not saying they're going to win it. But there's some teams Next year, you gotta look St. John's out for. Going to be legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For my pick, Villanova definitely doesn't want to see Butler, so I don't mind James picking Butler to win the Big East tournament. But I'm going to stay with Dan. I think it's hard to beat a team three times, so I think if they do match up, Villanova would take the, the tournament title. But uh, my sleeper pick is Providence. Providence yeah. is really on a tear lately. Yeah. I me, think. me and James just gave disgust. I, I'm kind of with Murphy. Ed Cooley's in discussion for uh, Big East Coach of the Year. I know. So, G- Providence is on a five-game win streak, including wins against Butler and Creighton. So that's the right 
trend to be on heading into your conference tournament. Yeah, they do nothing for me. All right, let's move on to the SEC. Probably a two-horse race between Kentucky and Florida. I think Kentucky is is the best team in this conference. I think they take it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go quickly here, so we have time to move on. I'm gonna go Florida. Really? Uh huh. I think the Florida's. I, I like. Look I do like Florida. They dominated but... Kentucky at home, and they fought with them on the road. So I like Florida. Yeah, I'm going Kentucky as well. I got Kentucky. All right, now let's look at the ACC. We'll also look at a couple games this weekend before we talk about the conference tournament because they've got some good ones. Tomorrow you've got Notre Dame at Louisville, Miami at Florida State, Duke at UNC. I'm sure the marquee matchup there is Duke at UNC. They matched up uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and Duke took that one. This one at Chapel Hill. I like UNC. I've, I'm coming more and more around on UNC. I remember last time they played – we're all kind of saying how it would be because we weren't sure about either team. It would be a good test to sort of learn more about each team. I'm still in the same boat with Duke. I have no idea what to do with Duke. But I do know I like UNC. I think their offense is legit, can score in a bunch of ways, and I think they win this one at home. Yeah, I like UNC at home this time around as well. Obviously, Duke won by eight the first time around, but that was at Cameron. North Carolina shot 55% from the line. Duke almost shot 50% from beyond the arc. I don't think that happens again on the road. I think UNC's bigs are a little bit too much for Duke's interior defense. And another storyline is Kevin Knox, a five-star recruit, is going to be at the game. So I think it's going to be one of those things where whichever team wins, he commits to, and I think he's going to go to UNC after they beat Duke. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't even know that. But I also agree with you guys that I think UNC wins this game. I'm very high on UNC now. I think they may honestly be my pick to win it all at this really? point. I mean, I know they didn't look there. that good against Virginia, but Virginia is going to play good defense, and then yeah. they just that just happens to be the game where they All play the really too. good defense against North Carolina. But yeah, I think North Carolina wins this game. Very close game, though, for sure. I like Duke. <clears throat> Excuse me, I like Duke. Um, you guys are all going UNC. We got to have someone go against the grain, so I'll take Duke in that game. And then I also, I actually, one of my upset picks. And we'll do our official upset picks, I guess, in in a few minutes. I like Miami at Florida State. I'm losing faith in Florida State. I'm actually starting to like Miami more and more, so I think Miami may take that one. Uh, all right, let's move on then. Who do you guys have winning the ACC tournament? That's also a tough one. I'm this gonna, is probably the best best tournament, right? I'm going to go teams. with UNC just because I was talking about them. I feel like it would be, be weird for me to go against them after just being so high in them to win it all. <laughs> I think there's so many good teams in this uh, conference. Anyone can win it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Louisville wins it. I could see teams like Georgia Tech or Syracuse knocking off uh, top dog early, so I was actually going to say Louisville too. I think, yeah. and if I had to pick a sleeper, I'd go Syracuse. I kind of like the way Syracuse yep. is starting to play. I like UNC to win the ACC, but I, I also don't sleep on Notre Dame. Fonzie Colston, they're looking really good lately. They're on a six-game win streak. I think they could have a little magic in their in their system. All right, let's look at two more conferences before we move on to our starting five and fi- and final four segments. So look at the Pac-12, UCLA. Oregon and Arizona, the big three, uh, have a shot at that Pac-12 title. I really like Oregon a lot. I, I like them as possibly a national champion contender. So I'm I'm gonna pick them in the Pac-12. I'm gonna agree well. with Tom. I'm gonna go Oregon here. I think they find a way to get it done. And, and it's what's gonna be a fun conference tournament for sure. I like UCLA. Uh, I'm not sold on them in the in the national uh, tournament, but in their conference tournament, I think they've really dominated. So. I'm going Possibly no TJ Leaf though he got hurt last night. That was I don't know how long he's gonna All not, you not need be on that long. team is Lonzo Ball. <laughs> and and, well, and his brothers and his dad. 
Yeah, let's split it down the middle. I'll, I'll side with Dan here and go UCLA winning the Pac-12. I think they almost score 100 points a game, at least in the conference tournament. That'll be good enough. They don't need to play defense until a few weeks from now. <laughs> All right, last conference tournament before we move on to our starting five segment, the Big Ten, which is kind of a mess. I mean, they're going to end up sending maybe five, six, seven teams to the tournament, but I don't think any of them are really legit Final Four contenders. I have no idea who I want to take in, in this. I think Purdue is probably Purdue. the favorite to win it all. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take uh, Wisconsin just because I want to, <laughs> just because. and I want to see it happen. I think if they're not good, if they're gonna turn it around, then now has to be the time. So I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. With, with Wisconsin. I'm gonna go a crazy pick here. I'm gonna take Minnesota. Wow. That's not, not, that's not crazy. They look, they look good. Row, I think yeah. uh, Young Patino is really on the come up in the coaching. Uh, coaching game and I, I could see Minnesota making a big run I think they're ready in the tournament but um, you know look for them to really underscore that sorry <laughs> <laughs> I sorry I didn't know how to phrase that I'm, I'm all in Minnesota let's go Gophers that. <laughs> yeah this one this one is really up in the air I like Dan's Minnesota pick but I, I'm not too high on them to win this I'll probably take the safe route and pick Purdue who's currently the best team in the conference. I have my pick, and this is I, I should have thought of this because this is a team that I'm I'm kind of liking. Maybe a gut feeling as a possible Elite Eight sleeper, Michigan. I'm starting like Michigan more and more. Walton and Irvin are good guards. They've got some guys that could score. I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a, a gut pick, but I like Michigan. I don't mind that pick. I feel like they're in a neutral. I like John Beeline. I like going with good coaches. So uh, I don't mind that pick. Wagner down low. Yeah, so just keep an eye out for Michigan. All right, uh, let's go to our starting five segment. Can I quickly get a couple of up- upset picks in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, quickly, I'm going to go Vanderbilt over Florida, OK State over Kansas, and then on the lower level, GW over Dayton, and Rutgers over Illinois. Those oh, are the Big 12. We didn't, we didn't do the Big 12 tournament. Wow, that, good thing we did that then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, go Kansas just because I had them losing to OK State this weekend, but I think they win the Big 12 t- tournament. Uh, yeah, I, I that's an interesting game on Saturday. Kansas at Oklahoma State. Uh, I think that could be an upset pick, too. I think Oklahoma State's actually going to win the Big 12 tournament. I like them a lot, Jawan Evans. Wow. Forte. Uh, I woke up today and clicked play on my iPod, and it was Country Roads by John Denver. I'm going West Virginia, <laughs> Mountain Mama. Uh, I actually, that's my upset pick, because I think West Virginia loses tonight at home to Iowa State. Yeah. I don't like Wait. West Virginia, and I like Dan, Iowa State. Dan, you still... Dan, you still use an iPod? It's 2017, man. You don't right. listen to music on your iPhone, phone? iPhone, whatever. <laughs> the iPod Nano I- he's got. IPod. <laughs> the iPod got the Shuffle. classic iPod. <laughs> iPod Shuffle. But Big 12, I'm going Kansas in the tournament, but when it comes to the NCAA tournament, I love Iowa State, and I, I think they're going to yep. win tonight over West Virginia. Same. See, we're, we're in the same boat. I like Iowa State a lot. Monte Morris is legit. All right, let's move on to their starting five segment. We each picked five teams at the start of the year. Two ranked teams, three teams that weren't ranked in the top 25 in the AP poll. And we've been tallying wins. One win we each get for every regular season win. And now we're going to have to start uh, tallying conference wins. You get two wins for every, two points for every win in your conference tournament. And then three points for every game you win in the NCAA tournament. I have 108 wins, which is, I think, is that last? Or th- uh, how did you have, Dan? I, I think I'm in fourth. I think I have 102. Okay, so, you're, so I'm in third and I'm right on Decker's tail. I'm behind Murphy a little bit, though. How many wins do all you guys have? I have 113. I just have to add another one because Lehigh got a conference tournament win Ooh, last nice. night over Colgate. So Butler has 23 points. Gonzaga, 29. Lehigh, 20. Chattanooga, the wheel's falling off. They have 19. 
Wisconsin also wheels falling off 22, a total of 113. So not out of edge, need some help in the conference tournaments. I got 127, and oh. I think that's because you were the loser that picked like the top two teams in the country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got Duke and Villanova. They're obviously <laughs> no matter what they do in the conference tournament, they're going to the NCAA. Dayton's probably a lock at 24 and five right now, even if they don't win the A10. So those three are in the bottom two teams for me that have played great all year: Wichita State at 27 and four, and Middle Tennessee at 26 you, you and four. You have a really good. Five. Yeah, I'm he's hoping, running away with it. Yeah, I'm hoping those two teams get in. I think they should be locked. But if Wichita State doesn't win the Missouri Valley, I, I'm pretty sure they should be in. But it's going to be they're going to be sweating on Selection Sunday, and I, I need both of those teams to get in to help to help me take this thing away from you guys. Dan, yeah, uh, I'm pretty much losing interest in this segment. <laughs> honestly, um, if you get a national champion, though, I mean, yeah, well, Marquette. Or SMU are not going to win the national I'm, championship. Well, let's talk I think about we, I SMU. Think this is the podcast has ceased to exist if none of us <laughs> win the national yeah. championship with any of our teams. <laughs> we miss it with everyone. I like SMU. We were just talking about this a lot. SMU, all of a sudden, I'm kind of sold on. I was talking to someone else about it. He, he sort of sold me on SMU. I think I have them to the Elite Eight in my most recent bracket. I think they're a legit Final Four contender. I, I don't see... I'm high on them because I have them in this section, but at the same time as a five seed currently, we all know about the five twelve upset, and that kind of scares me a little bit. That's also, just numbers though it doesn't really mean anything. But it's it's <laughs> like fifty six percent of the time the twelve seed wins or something. It's it's crazy. That that conference or that uh that section the West bracket is just too strong for me. Gonzaga, and Oregon, and even Butler and Wisconsin are all better teams. So I don't know if they can make the Final Four. All right, for me, I've got Kentucky. They're really my only chance to win the national championship, 25-5. and St. Mary's may win a game or two, probably, or zero in the NCAA tournament. Valpo, Alec Peters out for the year. I didn't know that. Decker pointed that out beforehand, so that's a killer. And then Yale, 15-10, and and I wish the Ivy League played more games. And North Dakota, who we just had Quentin Hooker on a couple weeks ago, 18-9. and They suffered a bad loss last night at home to Sacramento State. They had sole possession of um the of the big sky first place and their, their tournament will be starting soon in Reno but that that's a killer loss for them i think that hurts their chances of an at large bid in Did case they don't win the conference tournament Bob, you were saying uh you pointed out they're going to the summit conference next year the summit league and yeah. that i was reading in that article on SB Nation that the refs might not give them the calls in yeah, the, I saw the that. big sky tournament this year so keep an eye out maybe Quinn's going to have to put the team on his back against all odds and go to the tournament. Yeah, if that happens, we're like going to sue the Big Sky Conference. One quick one quick thing that we have to point out is that what happens if the uh, if one of our teams makes it to the NIT or CBI? CIT. Nah, that's, I think half, I a, say half, count a, it. half no, a point that's each. Fake, fake news. <laughs> I don't think that's The real. NIT should count, I think. What about the CBI and the CIT? No, those don't definitely count. not. No, those should count as negative. Johnny Bach Classic there... counts as two, <laughs> man. Yeah, I think every what... every win in those tournaments, you lose a point. Yeah, <laughs> that's there, what I'm is saying. Is there a bonus for the national championship? You kept talking about we all have possible national championship picks. Is it should like double each bonus? round, the amount of wins or the amount of points you get. Per I agree. Win. So it's more of a shot for like. Well, how about? 10 Everyone. if you win the national championship. Yeah. You get 10 extra just, points. We'll make it up on the fly. It's kind of like around the horn scoring. Yeah. Yeah. No one yeah, knows yeah. what's happening. We'll rig it so Matt Murphy can't win. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's I the main goal. I don't goal. love that. <laughs> All right. Let's look at now Joe Lenardi's uh, <laughs> There you go. There you go. Bracketology. 
Uh, he releases them every Monday, every Thursday. If you want to look, go to ESPN Bracketology tab. He's got his bracket up. And it's I, I filled out mine yesterday pretty legit. I mean, we always fill all these out, but I was looking at matchups and stuff because we're getting closer now. And in, you know, nine days, we're going to be filling out our real brackets. So you look at the Midwest. Kansas is the one. Louisville, the two. This is according to him. Three, UCLA. Uh, and then, you know, have Oklahoma State at seven. Purdue at five. Some other teams in there. Michigan at nine. Who do you guys have coming out of that Midwest? I think I it's a pretty, pretty loaded bracket. I think it's the strongest bra- bracket, in my, in my opinion. I think you have a team like Oklahoma State, who's a seven seed that can make a run. You're high in Michigan, as am I. And there are nine seeds. South Carolina, that that eight nine game somehow happened. That's a great eight nine game. South Carolina, Michigan. I'm gonna go with Kansas to get out of this bracket with a tough, really good Sweet 16 game of UCLA against Oklahoma State. And but I think Kansas eventually gets out of that bracket. I don't think Kansas can get out of this bracket simply because uh, this is gonna be the first 16 one upseed upset. Uh, Quentin Hooker with North Dakota is gonna take out Kansas first round. <laughs> So, therefore, <laughs> I'm taking Louisville in the Midwest. I like Kansas to come out of this region. I think Louisville goes out the second round to Oak State. I like Oak State in the Sweet 16. I hate that 8-9 matchup between South Carolina and Michigan. That's Michigan the classic one. That, that's the classic matchup you spend, like, an hour trying <laughs> yeah. to decide between at least. I think Princeton has a good chance to make the Sweet 16 in here as well. This would be a favorable draw for them. They get a down Virginia team and then a Purdue team that doesn't have a lot of postseason experience winning-wise. I have Kansas coming out of this bracket. I think, like you said, this is loaded. I could see Louisville coming out, too. Oklahoma State I like. Purdue I sort of have a gut feeling about. I don't know why, but I think they can make a little bit of a run, even though they have no guard play, really. But I like Kansas. Frank Mason is maybe the best player in the country right now, and they've won so many games this year where it was close down to the wire. I think they know how to win, and they're going to know how to win uh, when it comes turning time. All right, the West, which I think we all agree is the weakest bracket, has Zaga won. Oregon 2, an interesting 7-10 matchup with Murphy's teams, Wichita State versus Middle Tennessee, SMU 5, but a week 3-4, Butler, Florida State. I like Oregon coming out of this. I like Oregon a lot, and I I don't like the other teams in this bracket, so it kind of makes it an easy pick for me, but I do have SMU to the Elite 8. I have them beating Gonzaga and then losing to Oregon. In this bracket, Wisconsin versus Butler is a possible second-round matchup. I don't know what I would do with, with that <laughs> game. but uh, you got to kill yourself for that game. Um, I'm not really sure. What what to do with this bracket? I I thought I had Oregon like in the literally in the conference room. I had Oregon going through, but I, I don't want to have a one then a two. I feel like I have advocates like funky going on here. So I'm gonna go Wisconsin. I think they turned it around at the right time. <laughs> I was so low on. We that. just spent like 20 minutes ago talking about how this like a concern about how bad Wisconsin is. But now I'm, I'm sticking. Quit I them. can't quit on the Badgers, so I'm gonna take Wisconsin. I'm with James. I'm I'm all Wisconsin. I think <laughs> I mentioned they look like horrible. I was the only one games. defending them though. I think I think. Uh, they could turn it around and really be a threat in this uh, the weak Western bracket. So look for Wisconsin. You guys are crazy picking Wisconsin <laughs> as a six in here. No way. Remember, remember this yeah. clip. Remember <laughs> this clip. <laughs> I don't want to be the next John Furlong. <laughs> it's already it's already on the record now that I said that. I think Oregon would come out as a two seed if it comes if the bracket shapes up like this. Although a second round game against Wichita State or Middle Tennessee would be a major problem, but I think Dylan Brooks would lead them past them. All right, let's start to speed up a little bit, run a low on time. Look at the East, Nova 1, Baylor 2, Duke 3, Florida 4, Dayton 7, an interesting one. I think this is a bracket. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Liz, but I'm not sold on Villanova anymore. I think they're too shallow to make another deep run. I actually like Florida 
to get out of this bracket. Sort of an upset pick. I think they're deep. I think they could score a lot of ways. They play good defense. I, I don't love that pick, but I don't love anyone else in this bracket. I'm going to take Baylor. I think I, I loved Baylor the way they played against yeah. uh, West Virginia on Monday night, so I'm going to take Baylor. I'm going to go with Villanova. I think they're just... Chalk. I know. Well, that's my first chalky pick. I, you guys criticize me. I pick a six seed, <laughs> then I pick a one seed. You guys are hard to please. I'm going Nova. I think they're uh, great coaching, deep, experienced players. As I mentioned with Wisconsin, kids that have been in the national championship before, and I think that's huge. I thought about picking Duke here, but I'm I'm going more chalk than Dickie V will on Selection Sunday. I got Villanova coming out of the East. Duke, a close second in this one, but... Liz just gave me a go cats baby in the background. Even she didn't. I wanted her to say it into the phone, but she got a little shy. So just imagine her saying "go cats baby" at this point in the podcast. All right, we. I'm I'm imagining. <laughs> 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 All right, in the South, uh, UNC one, Kentucky two, Syracuse kind of interesting ten seed, Arizona three, Iowa State six. Who we like? Uh, West Virginia four. I think this is U- set up for UNC Kentucky in the Elite Eight. And I like Kentucky. I, I really like UNC too, but I think that Fox and Monk, especially Monk, are gonna have big, big time marches. I t- I'm taking UNC in this in this bracket. I'm taking them to win it all. I think with this bracket this week, I think they get a tough Sweet 16 game against West Virginia, but they win it and they go all the way. I'm all at West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Bob Huggins, great coach. I think they're they're strong this year. They. They've kind of had some disappointing tournaments in years past, and I think they might be poised to make a run this year. Look what happened with Villanova. They're not the same team, though, away from home. When they're in a neutral quarter away, the press doesn't work as well, and they kind press of get Virginia? flustered. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just... Well, we'll see. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> we've done a lot of uh, stealing each other's picks, so I thought I'd go crazy again. All right, Matt, who you got? I, I think West Virginia will lose in the first round of this against Vermont. you got to watch out for the Catamounts. This might be the best Vermont team ever, but overall coming out of the South. And that's saying I, something. <laughs> I really, really want to pick Iowa State, the sixth seed, to come out of here, but they would have to go through Providence, the number three Arizona, and the two seed Kentucky, not to mention probably an Elite Eight matchup with UNC. So I'm going to go with the Tar Heels coming out. I've got two, one, three one seeds and a two seed in my Final Four, so not the best look for me, but that's just kind of how – my role is shaped up on this podcast being the chalk guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that'll wrap it up. Episode six of the student section in the books. Matt, am I allowed to steal your line when I wrap this up and say be a fan of the student section? Yeah, just, like, credit credit me after you're done. Okay, all right. So tune in next week. We'll have another episode. We're talking about the conference tournaments. It'll be two days before Selection Sunday, so that'll be a loaded show. Thanks for listening. Credit Matt Murphy. Be a fan of the student section. Happy, happy moment. Happy, happy moment. Happy, happy moment.